What's going on, guys? Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here. A lot to get to today. There's not only game two, there's the draft lottery tonight. People are up. LeBron is working out nine and a half hours before the game. Shirtless and in sweatpants, taking shots. Headline, player. Basketball shots, not like vodka shots. Player so. practices before game. Yes. I don't, know why, player I don't know why we're shocked by this, but uh, if LeBron, we have but if LeBron sneezes, we have to talk about it. So nine and a half hours before the game today, he uh, is shooting jump shots uh, potentially, I don't know, is he panicking? Is that is that what I'm supposed to get out here? I'm not reading into this at all. Like this, this means nothing. This this is this is literally nothing. But everybody wants you to react. Oh, always wants to be he's under pressure. He's stressed. Well, because here's the deal. Because if, if they if they win this game, game two, he's going to come back to look, look how prepped LeBron was, as if he wouldn't have been prepped already. Correct. He's not a double digit year pro that has won championships plural. Like he doesn't know Both how to win a game. Yeah. So like I don't buy this at all. This is great. I'm, I'm glad he's taking shots. I'm glad somebody on the Cavaliers is actually hitting open shots for a change because wow. it didn't happen in game one. But this means nothing. This has no effect on this game at all. Game two tonight, Celtics, Cavs. The Cavs did not play well. I think that's an understatement. No, they sucked. Uh, for game one, and LeBron, not worried about it, says this isn't March Madness. You know, I, I'm, I'm you know, you lose one game, it's okay, there's another one. And that is what is going to face the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. What's the biggest storyline you're looking for? What's the biggest thing that you need the Cavs to do better besides, you know, make open shots that they need to make, that will make the difference in this game tonight? They need to make the Celtics uncomfortable. And I know that might seem like a basic thing, but at no point in game one did I feel like the Celtics were had any pressure on them whatsoever. One could argue that maybe toward the end of the third quarter, but if LeBron wasn't on the other team, would we really think of them cutting the lead down to 14 with some sort of panic situation for Boston? They need to make them feel uncomfortable. There was a play early in the game where Al Horford flat-out bullied Kevin Love under the rim. Kevin Love said, I've done all I can, moved out of the way, and Horford laid it up for two points. That is what they've been able to do. We're going to see Tristan Thompson in this game now because of that. Bring that up. The Cavaliers need to make the Celtics feel uncomfortable because the Celtics were in complete control from tip-off to final buzzer in Game One. Well, let's let, let's not forget what happened in Round One of this of these playoffs of the Eastern Conference playoffs, where the Cavs needed a little bit of energy. They needed something to shake things up. And what did Ty Lue do? He went to Tristan Thompson. He started Tristan Thompson. And what did Tristan Thompson do? He had an incredible game. He brought energy in the first quarter. He was grabbing every rebound. He was playing good on the defensive end. He was making shots. He just provided an energy. That they hadn't, you hadn't seen from and them. And he's, he's an Al Horford killer. And he's been, I mean, this has been a key run for the Celtics in the past in the playoffs against Al Horford, whether it was with the Hawks or with the Celtics. So, and this may this may be ignorant, Jimmy. You may get mad at me for this. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm prepping you now. If you take away Al Horford, I'm willing, if I'm the Cavs, to put all of the pressure on the two young stars of the Boston Celtics. See if they can hold up. I want to see in a seven-game series, can Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum carry this team? They've done it so far, but if I take away Al Horford and it's LeBron James and company against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I'm going to take LeBron James and company. And I think that's the strategy that the Cavs need to try to implore. Absolutely, because you take it more often than not. It's an interesting stat here. I mean, you, there's a lot of really good stuff. I'm going to cheap plug here. Oh, for us, did you write this? No, I did okay. not. Zach Harper wrote okay. this. Uh, about five questions he has after game one for Cavs Celtics. There's a good, good little stat in here. Do you know what LeBron James's record is? In po- in a, he's played 16 postseason series. Yes. They have lost game one. Do you know what his record is? In the series or in the game after? In the series. 13 and 3. No, but that'd be remarkable. It's 9 and 7. Okay. So this is this goes back to the Cavs not panicking. And this goes back to us not 
being a prisoner of the moment after game one and going, because the Cavs, if they've been off, the Cavs play like they did in game one. It doesn't matter. It's a series over. Yeah, They're not so. beating anybody. They're not beating an eight seed if they play like no. that. But I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. And, and I think your strategy is very interesting because if you take Horford out of the game and, you, and LeBron has the opportunity to take over and you're relying on two rookies in a high-pressure situation, or a rookie and young player in a high-pressure situation to take over the game for you when there's actually some pressure on you, I'm interested to see how they would react. Jason Tatum is a very good player. Yes, he is. Jalen Brown is evolving into a very good player. I am not saying that I don't think they can do it. It's just I'll trust the numbers and say two players under the age of 22 aren't necessarily going to be able to roll past LeBron James. You have to play the percentages, and this goes to what gives the Cavaliers the best chance to win. And I think that's the strategy. That is the strategy that gives them the best chance to win. doesn't mean that they will win. No. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum could absolutely go off in you know five, six games, and it doesn't matter what the Cavs do. Now, the other thing for the Cavs is other players have to step up. We've been talking about that this entire postseason. The J.R. Smiths of the world, the, the Kevin Loves of the world, those guys have to make shots. You know you're going to get a good game from LeBron every night. It's everybody else that has to get together and really play well, and you didn't see a complete effort in game one. Uh, I'll segue into our predictions here. I think they do get a complete effort here in game two, and I think this series is 1-1 going back to Cleveland. You know, I, 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 I've thought about this a lot because I think there are a lot of adjustments that the Cavs can make to actually put the Celtics on their heels a little bit. And I know if you, you get LeBron down 0-2 in a series, that changes everything. He's only been able to do that twice in six attempts, and obviously one of them was against the Warriors. The Warriors, sure everybody remembers, you know, we made memes about it. I am not as confident that the Cavs are going to be able to come back in this game. I, I, I really... I was really impressed with the overall defensive effort of Boston. And maybe I shouldn't be. Like they've been playing great defense. They have year. a great coach. Uh, yeah, I've heard about that. They've had a great He's coach. Good, good coach. My concern is that I think if we keep talking about the adjustments the Cavs are making. We don't talk about the adjustments the Boston Celtics can make because the Cavs have a lot of open shots, and Brad Stevens wants to tighten up that defense. I think it's very likely that we get the LeBron game and the Cavs still lose. Well, if you do get that, and, and, and the, the difference there being is LeBron has the ability to do that in multiple games, and I, I talked about this in the first series against the, the Pacers. I thought the Pacers would get the Victor Oladipo game, and that would be it, because I thought Oladipo would only have the skill set to do that once against a, a team of the, like the Cavs. LeBron is a player of a different level, a different magnitude. He can do that in every game if he wants. But if you do get a LeBron-type performance... I think he gets 40-plus tonight. I don't think he's the reason why they lose. So if if he does that, if he goes 40-plus and they still lose... Oh, now I think the panic button needs to get pressed. Oh, absolutely. I I need to see consistency from the rest of that team. Like, where's George Hillman? Well, yeah, they haven't had. He shouldn't shouldn't be... I mean, Rosier's had an awesome postseason. George Hill should not be getting run off the floor by Rosier. No, he shouldn't be. He's too good of a player for this to happen. I don't know what I, Kevin Love was okay in game one. He was he was fine. There were good points, there were a lot of bad. He just kinda evens it out that he was okay. I need to see what this team looks like over the consistent game. I'm not worried about LeBron James. I'm once again worried about everybody else in the Cavs. That has been the storyline throughout the entire postseason for the Cavs, maybe barring that second round matchup against the Toronto Raptors. Game two tonight, the Celtics, Cavs. You have the Celtics. I do. The Celtics taking the 2-0 series lead. I have the Cavs evening things up going back to Cleveland. But either way, a lot of questions the Cavs are going to need to answer tonight because if they don't answer them, they could be in a lot of trouble.